You're listening to The Strut with Chili, TD, and Info Joe. Strut Nation, Teal Nation, welcome to the Strut. So we're going to look at the game shots. Won that one 38-26. A lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to that game. A lot to unpack this week, so we're going to go through that. We're going to look ahead to the Georgia State game that happens on Thursday night on ESPN2. Not on ESPNU, ESPN2. So if you're listening to this as part of your game day prep, make sure you understand. You already know it's Thursday, but it's on ESPN2. Uh, looking ahead to the Georgia State game. We'll look ahead also to Twitter. We've got three polls to look at. We've got other social media stuff to talk about. We've got trivia. Can TD make it two in a row? Wait, he missed last week. Can TD make it one in a row? We'll see. All that and a whole lot more coming up on this week's edition of The Strut. TD, Info Joe, Teal Nation, Strut Nation. Welcome to 54 Minutes of the Our stadium was made for football. A loss on Thursday, you will befall. Panther mascot, not creative. Shot mascot, innovative. Young shots are a-growing. My rhymes are a-flowing. Georgia State defense can't stop a sneeze. The Strut Podcast is eager to please. Two, three, four, hut. You're listening to The Strut. Tonight's episode brought to you by the Alumni Association is entitled, TD, We Miss Turner Field. We do miss Turner Field, but welcome in, welcome in, welcome in for another edition of Strut Podcast Season 2, Georgia State Week. Coming to you live from the corner of Ninth and Collins in downtown Conway. Gentlemen, how was your week? Week's been good so far. The Chaucer of the Carolinas just hit another home run. And, uh, TD, I know you had a big day today, so it's uh, it's been a good week, I think, for all of us as we are approaching game eve in Georgia State and Coastal. Yes. It is. Uh, it has been. It has been a very big day for our family, and um, yeah, so pretty big day. It's uh, um, ah, anyway, it, no, it's it. Yeah, I'm happy for you, brother. It's a good yeah, day. man. I, I'll get I'll get too emotional, but it's um, it's uh, yeah, it's been, it's a good day. It was a good uh, for those listening. It's yeah, it's a little internal thing for our family, but it was um, pretty special day, pretty special day. So, well said, TD, uh, and congratulations too from our family. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, man. 
yeah, man, it's uh, it's always been something, but today it was just official. So, yeah. absolutely. Well, let's hey, man, let's get right into the week that was. Y'all ready to go around that? the belt? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Um, let's start off with the scores from last week. Um, Alabama beats ULM in a squeaker, sixty-three to seven. Virginia sixteen, <laughs> Old Dominion fourteen, Bowling Green Sorry. thirty-four, Marshall thirty-one in OT. Southern Miss sixty-two, Northwestern State ten, Baylor forty-two, Texas State seven. The Good Guys thirty-eight, Buffalo twenty-six, UCLA thirty-two thirty-one over South Alabama, UAB thirty-five twenty-one over Georgia Southern, App State squeaked by Troy on game day thirty-two twenty-eight. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, Memphis 44-32 over Arkansas State. And then finally, Rice 33-21 over Louisiana. It, it was an interesting weekend. We, we, we come off of two weeks of impactful, impressive, and productive from an optics perspective. And then overall, as a conference, we take a step back. And, and um, that uh, that Troy App State game was was fun to watch. Uh, it's a freaking shame Troy couldn't finish it off. And um, you know, I, I've been trying to be respectful to App State, but after an exchange of some pretty challenging App State fans in the last twenty four hours, that was completely instigated by them. I hope y'all lose every freaking game the rest of the year. Oh, Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe, are we close to one of these? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, I think so. Are you watching at home? I, he just got bleeped almost. I, I hope y'all lose every freaking game the rest of the year. I really do. Freaking game. Um and and I, I you know, I don't wish I don't I'm not one of those I'm not wishing it, I but I do. I hope I hope it's an absolute freaking debacle the rest of the year. That's that's all I'm gonna say, and uh, so it was. It's interesting, you know. It it wasn't personal, boys on Twitter. Y'all saw it. This old boy came after us, and we shut him down. And look, man. Anyways, <laughs> I can see Joe's face. I look. I just. I, I mean, I was rooting for Troy, man. Look, kudos to App State. They pulled it out. You got a horseshoe buried somewhere underneath that stadium. But uh, but that's all right. Their time's coming. Yeah, you got to really kind of wonder about the end of game management, the situational football there for Troy. I mean, I, you know, uh, I'm driving home, I'm driving home, and I'm listening to the fourth quarter. I got the fourth quarter on the Troy Sports Network, and I'm listening to Barry McKnight, who does a, a, just a fantastic job. I mean, he and Jerry Miller and that crew, I mean, there's professionals that come in college football, not just our own conference, but I'm listening to it. And, you know, they're getting down to the wire. They score the touchdown. They take the lead. They stop app on fourth and goal at the two, and then they almost carve out a first down, and then they start talking about taking a safety up by four, you know, with 20-some-odd seconds on the clock. And I thought, man, that's a – man, that's a – I hate giving anybody anything. I hate giving anybody anything. Well, they took the safety, and then they squib kicked it from the 20, which I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so app started with 20-some-odd seconds at, their own, at, at the 47. I'm thinking they hit one pass and then kick a field goal. Well, fortunately, Troy you now almost picked a pass, and you know, then they got him on fourth down with one, you know, with one play left. And of course, yeah, you, know, you heard what I, I heard what happened, and 
you know, their crew really handled it with as much professionalism. I would have been sick. We, I know mean, they were sick, but you know, they were professionals about it, but you got to knock the ball down. You got to knock it, got to knock it down. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it, but anyway, to uh, kind of go along with what TD just said, the rest of the league, except for really us, to be honest with you. I mean, South Alabama had a great showing at UCLA, uh, Old Dominion almost pulled it off over Virginia, but the rest of the league just, uh, it wasn't, uh, it was kind of, kind of was a step back, honestly. Hopefully we'll rebound and pick up some wins this weekend. We'll see. Hey, can I get opinion time real quick on this, the whole slate of Sunbelt Conference games last week? Do you see one that was a bigger loss for the conference just out of that group of uh, games from last week? Go ahead, Joe. I- Marshall losing at Bowling Green. Yeah, that that was. I I don't that that's a that's a total head scratcher. I mean, see that's the beauty of college football. You don't know what's going to happen from one week to the next. One week, Marshall goes into South Bend in front of Touchdown Jesus and Knock Game, who are at the time they were ranked eighth in the country, which I think we're finding out they were overrated. And still, you go in there and win that game, and then you turn around the very next week and you go lose to Bowling Green. You know, and no offense to them, but. Uh, that 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 you know just <laughs> that's college football for you, but that that of all of the losses that the league took, you know that that in my book was the worst one. Did there was ahead. one more. There was one more, but Joe took mine. Joe, to your point, that you nailed it. The other one was, um, I was shocked, not shocked like Bowling Green Marshall shocked. I was shocked because Georgia State not handling Charlotte the way that I expected them. You know, in our picks last week, we were all unanimous. Oh, they're going to beat Charlotte. And because it's amazing, Joe's point, the journey that college football goes on, right? And I'm going to bleed over to us real quick, but it they, – they, you know, you look back at the South Carolina film because I'm watching George this week, and if we're not for some really honest-to-goodness special teams – mishandles and poor play and and really just Sean down like the, the the special teams really killed that game for them versus South Carolina or they'd be sitting here actually one and two not oh and three um North Carolina they go neck to neck I mean boom boom I mean pound for pound North Carolina and North Carolina just edges them by a couple points again they could be sitting here easily three and oh Charlotte was pretty inept coming into that game I mean, just really inept. <laughs> I mean, just pretty inept. And they made them look like world beaters. And to add insult to injury, they lost They lost 4-2. And for people that don't know who 4-2 is, we're going to talk about him. Linebacker, 4-2, the heartbeat, the edge, the spirit, the aggressiveness, the ego. I mean, he is the end-all, be-all Joe. And, and Chili, no, Joe was called that game two years ago. He is literally the needle that moves all that energy on that team. And then they lost, what, two more safeties and a corner through the course of that game. So an already depleted defense, kind of like ours, they were already thin, just got immediately within one week on a short week now thinner. But to the point, that was the game that caught me off guard because I'm going to be honest, I I don't know if I expected them to blow them out, but it was kind of an assumptive of like, Charlotte really hadn't shown anything. And you just wondered, with, with with Georgia State, the way they played the last two weeks, probably beat them by two or three touchdowns, and they didn't. TD, I don't know for sure, and Joe, maybe you can help out with this question too. Is so, are we counting on those guys from Georgia State not playing at all Thursday night? No, they got 
they got a number of guys out. Well, I wouldn't count. I mean, they still have a bunch of redshirt seniors, super seniors. They've got a redshirt senior quarterback who looked good against us last year. They've still got running backs. I mean, they, they're, you know, Sean will have them ready to play. I, I guarantee you that. He, he will have them motivated and ready to play now. Yeah. You know what TD just mentioned, Blake Carroll, their inside linebacker. I mean, he tore an Achilles, and so you hate it for He's that done. young man. Yeah, I mean – and so he's that's a big loss to their defense. But I, I expect that they'll be done. What Charlotte did, Charlotte's quarterback fit some throws down the field. I mean, and he was just I mean, he's he's <laughs> he's throwing some seeds out there that I'm not sure they really expected him to be able to do. And so that was a big he part of Charlotte. And yeah, he, he had did. Time. Well, that was the thing the first two games, y'all. So again, we're kind of getting into game planning, but he had time. Yeah. We'll cover that in a minute. But he actually yep. had time this game that he that and again it had a lot to do with. Once Carroll went on out, defense, once those, yeah. yeah, once those injuries, they realize, okay, they're putting in the next wave of talent. Mm -hmm. That next wave of talent, like we've seen our first three games, is very talented, just inexperienced, right? And But yeah. where we've had to do it since game one, they literally had to do it on the fly in the second half of that game. Right. And that's that's what I saw. But we'll, we'll get into that to the breakdown. Let's talk about the game it was. Well, we got to go around the belt and see who's playing first. Oh, here. that's right. That's right. That's so, my bad. I'm jumping. Thursday, the good guys at Georgia State at a baseball stadium that happen to, happens to have football. Saturday, James Madison travels to App State. Arkansas State go, goes to – do what? Go freaking James Madison. <laughs> this Saturday, we all are Dukes. Arkansas State goes to Old Dominion. Ball State at Georgia Southern. Louisiana Tech at South Alabama, Southern Miss at Tulane, Marshall at Troy. That might be the game of the weekend. Houston Baptist at Texas State, and Louisiana at Louisiana Monroe. So there's four real quick. There's four non-conference, and we got to go four and zero. After last weekend, we got to go four and zero. We got to go four and zero, and then we can end the first three or four weekends. I think a number of games over five hundred. Actually, if we can go four and zero, I think we will. Surpassed pretty well over 500 as a conference. I don't think we were. I don't think well, Southern not, Miss is beating Tulane. That, that that's the one problematic game I see in there. The rest of them are doable. Three and I one. I don't, I don't think Southern Miss beats Tulane. Tulane's pretty good this year. But no, who knows? It's college football. It's college yeah. football. Who knows? I mean, Tulane just beat Kansas State. Like they could. They're liable to turn around and lose to the three of us. Who knows? <laughs> All right, so we're going to go one by one, or we're going to, do, we're going to do the pick'ems? I can do them real quick. Just call yeah. them out. Yeah. I know who we got Thursday. So, James Madison, App State. TD, you can vote with your head or your heart on this one. I'm going to say I'm, I'm actually going to do for both. James Madison. I'm going to do both. I think James Madison shocks the hell out of them and beats them. I really do. I mean, I think they I think they shock them and beat them. Not convincingly, not – Joe's shaking his head, but I, 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 what I've seen is App has been lucky at times in the right moment. Not taking anything away from App State. You're still two and one. You've beaten a very, very good Texas A&M team who's not number 10 or not number six in the country, but they are a top 20 team. You, you, beat, you lost to a North Carolina team that still kind of is figuring it out, but is 3 0. And I think they're 3 0, right? North Carolina's 3 0. Yes. yes. Yeah, 3 0. And uh, but JMU, I think, I think 
I think figures out a way to get him. Joe's shaking his head no, but I, I'm going JMU. I'm going to go with App as much as I hate it. It makes me turn my stomach turn inside out. This is one of those. This is one of those times where JMU, as they make the move up, will have some growing pains in year one, and I think this is the first of their growing pains. Um, Ark State, Old Dominion, Old Dominion, Old Dominion. Same here. Ball State at Georgia Southern. I'm going to go to Georgia Southern. I'm going to go Ball State. Uh oh. Uh oh. There we go. Uh oh. Joe is putting the Cardinal headset on. Louisiana Tech at South Alabama. I'm going South Al, man. South Al. Look, they, they, they should have they beat UCLA, man. I I'll, I'll, want to say this real quick. That game and the ODU game versus Virginia, when people hear that score, they're going to go, oh, man, they, they almost pulled it off. If you watch the game, it was South Alabama and ODU playing well, and it was UCLA and Virginia having to overcome them in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the difference in the Sun Belt now versus Sun Belt <laughs> maybe a year, two, or three ago. So. Yep, Southern Miss at Tulane. Well, I didn't get I didn't get a chance to pick on that one, did I? Oh, Joe, sorry, sorry. <laughs> My South bad. Al, South Al. So. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Joe, you go first. Southern Miss versus Tulane. Uh, I just what I just said a minute ago. I think Tulane wins this game. TV? I'm gonna go the big. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the big green jelly green wave. I love their helmets, man. When they go all powder blue with that powder blue helmet and the green, the old school like nineteen fifties green wave logo, gotta love that uniform, man. May I just say that I do not like the Tulane powder blue color. Oh man, do I not like, like it one bit. Outside have, of our color scheme, they got the best triple like triple threat color scheme. Color scheme, sir. I respectfully disagree. Here we go around the belt <laughs> some more. <laughs> um, Marshall at Troy. I like Troy. Give me, give me Troy. I, I think they bounce back after that. I, I think they're sneaky good. They, they've got talent. I think they win at home. I think Marshall goes down there and and, and gets a dub, but it's close. I think both of them are going to be real pissed off that they lost their games. I don't know how much Troy put in emotionally, and mentally into that loss losing. I mean that that's going to hurt. Yeah, I think Marshall gets them. I think it's close. Houston Baptist at Texas State. Texas State. Uh, I'm going to go Bobcats. And finally, Louisiana at Louisiana Monroe. This could be a sneaky, interesting game. I, yeah, that, you know, yeah, this, this could yeah, be one you, of those things where, you know, ULM, the last time Louisiana, uh, I, I, well, no, the last time Louisiana went there, I think they hung like 70 on them, but. I like I like I like ULM to to hang in this game and you know I don't think Louisiana's all that I'm gonna I'm gonna take them by by skosh Louisiana by just a little bit I'm I'm with Joe I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Louisiana by by one touchdown or less mm-hmm. I'm with Joe that's why I don't know if you can hear me in the background he was I was like I think it's just gonna be <laughs> I mean you get down there and Louisiana Monroe and the end zones are open and there's trucks back then like a you know texas high school football game and and it's just it's just a it's just a little different feel it is a different dynasty's all over 
different place know, that place that, that's you know you can you know it's we'll, uh we'll be there in a couple of weeks you can you can see the duck boats coming off the water late mm -hmm. in the fall at that early duck season but louisiana by as in joe's words a skosh beautiful job let's talk about buffalo guys let's talk about them so i'm gonna like we did last few times i'm gonna hit some stat highlights kind of open the discussion up uh just a few things to throw out here Passing yards, Coastal with 283, Buffalo with 273, but they also had two interceptions. Total offense, Coastal had 504 yards to Buffalo's 337. Coastal had two interceptions and one fumble scoop and score. Time of possession stood out to me also. Buffalo had 39 minutes and six seconds in time of possession to Coastal's 2054. Hey, 54. I just call that. Um, individually, Grayson McCall, three touchdowns, 251 yards. CJ Beasley, nine carries for 90 yards. And Sam Pinckney, five catches for 105 yards. Yeah. Joe, go ahead, man. Go okay. Ahead. Yeah. I mean, really good win. I mean, we had to overcome a lot. I mean, uh, Chili just mentioned one of the things we had to overcome was time of possession. Usually that's one of those things you look at that Coastal dominates typically the opponent in time of possession. But, I mean, it was literally two to one, and yet we still had 504 yards of total offense, nine and a half yards per play, which, which is one of the highest marks that we've ever had in a single game. The biggest thing the other day, turnovers. I don't know that we have ever had a game, and I have not gone back through the record book, Thought about it, but just hadn't had time to get into it. I don't know that I've ever seen a coastal football game where we've lost three fumbles in one quarter. I mean, I was just, I, I was just remarkable. It was unbelievable to think about to watch that you know, happen out there. Three fumbles in one quarter, and then we lost another one right at the outside of the second quarter. So, like four four turnovers in what the first you know 16, 17 minutes of game action, and somehow you know we wound up winning this thing going away at the end. So, I mean. I, there was one time we went to Liberty, I think, in 2011 and turned the ball over left and right in the first half and just got killed up there. But, I mean, we we, we just couldn't hang on. Once we figured out how to hang on to the football, we were okay offensively. And then defensively, you know, forcing four turnovers certainly helped us. You know, uh, the two picks, the Jordan Strong and Jacob Prochet, and then, you know, Lance Boykin with a sack fumble, the Kennedy Roberts recovered. I mean, th those are all big plays. And then, of course, the scoop and score on the special teams kind of thing by Jamar Brown. That was that was one that uh, really – that ignited us in the fourth quarter. And, uh, and, and you know, once again, special teams to me through the first three games, they, they, they've, been the, they've, been the, they've been the guys. Yeah, they've been the guys so far, honestly. So, always good to get a win. Always good to get a win. Going to have to grind them out this year, guys. Going to have to grind them out, but we'll take it. Zach McDowell threw four interceptions and lost a fumble in the playoff game. I remember that. I remember that, too. I remember that. And that was – I think we went like three possessions in a row before throwing an interception. It was something crazy. But anyway, not to bring that up, but to Joe's point, here's what I took away from this. And, and Teal Nation, Strut Podcast Nation, here's what you need to take away from this. We have played thin, injured, and not to our not to our talent level, and we're three and zero. Let 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 that sink in for a second. To Joe's point, we've never and 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 Chili, you're welcome. We 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 don't recall ever having three turnovers in the first you know basically four possessions of a game. Ever, I, I mean, literally in twenty years of football, I don't I can't remember that ever. We lost a time of possession, yet we still won the game. 
we're thin at running back. We're thin at tight end. You know, um, there are noticeable um, levels of production at certain players on the field right now. Um, what I found, though, is defensively, I felt we were better. But I'm going to say it. If we don't figure out a way to get a freaking team off the field when it's third down and seven or more versus third down six or less, we are going to get eaten up well worse than we have before. And I, I said this last year. It is an amazing stat. So you found it last year. And I remember we thought I was crazy until I think you looked it up. And we're right on that same track again is, we're we're better at third and like three or fourth and three preventing a team from converting than we are at like third and ten. <laughs> like it Maybe blows I, my mind. It just it's funny you said that because I went to um the coastal cumulative stats on goccusports.com and I found a stat I think is kind of interesting. I thought I saw it on social media, but I could have been wrong. But right now, out of all the rushing plays coastal has defense has had to defend. We're giving up 2.8 yards per rush on the season right now. So that kind of speaks to what you're talking about, that if it's a short yard situation, we have been really good at stopping that. But it's just when the field gets spread out in our defense, we've struggled to stop those you know, curls underneath and that kind of stuff to stop those kind of passing plays. Um, but that was an interesting stat that the defense has given up 2.8 yards per rush on this season. And so – so my, my thoughts taken away from the game to, to dovetail into Joe's and, and chill yours is I thought overall the defense played better, but there's still room for growth, and that, that growth is inexperience. We, I mean, Joe, to your point, how many guys did we, that we, that we cycle in, that we rotate in, that we phased in the entire game, and they, we found ways to make a tackle, make a play, break up this, you know, and then they'd break a long run or get over top, you know, convert a third down. But we just we, – we found ways – like a great boxing match. We just found ways to stay in the center of the ring. We never got in the corner. We kept getting out in the middle, and we stayed there until the appropriate time to where special teams, which is like our haymaker right now, got us over the hump. Offensively, I'm going to say it as an offensive guy. If we don't, if we don't equalize the time of possession and clean up the turnovers, we are going to get our rear ends freaking kicked when we get in against offenses or defenses, if you will, that are more efficient that we will see down the road. And one of them is coming to where we're going to break down here in a minute. But I think Joe's got something too. Yeah, I just want to throw out a few defensive superlatives since we're kind of talking about them a little bit. The other day, 13 tackles for loss. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, five sacks. We broke up nine passes and forced four turnovers. Pretty good. And I want to give you some guys that, uh, that stood out over there. Manny Johnson, the coaches, said – Probably had his best game since he's been here. He had a sack in that game. Jaron Parker had a good one, too. Uh, Josiah Stewart was big time. To Jordan Strong, Jacob Prochet, we mentioned them. Gerard Clark was very active in there. He graded out highly. Tobias Fletcher was outstanding as well. Their, their defensive player of the game was Trey Pinckney. He had to come in the game when Shane Bruce got disqualified for targeting. And I, I, I could spend three podcasts talking about how I hate that targeting rule. But oh, he got disqualified God. in the first half. But Trey Pinckney came in there. Next man up guy. You know, he played five snaps in the first game, nine in the second, and played 66 last week. Had 12 tackles, seven solos. So, I mean, you talk about, about a find right there at that position. 
Trey Pinckney, who will be going home for this game to Atlanta. That's where he's from. You know, he he had an outstanding game. So I, I thought we did have some defensive breakdowns at times, but I mean, you look at some of those numbers, and when it when it came to it, you know, we got we when we when we had to stop them after turning the ball over multiple times, left and right, our guys did a pretty good job of either stopping them from going into the end zone or just holding them to a field goal. So. You know, kudos to those guys there. And then kind of really quickly, you know, the, the running back situation, yeah. I mean, C.J. Beasley wasn't even going to play. They weren't even really going to plan on playing him the other day, you know, until, you know, we had some turnover problems out there, and then he had to go. And then, huh, boy, did he look good out there when he went. So, And then, of course, Grayson was Grayson again. I mean, he, he you talk about somebody kind of flying under the radar for us in three games. It's Grayson McCall. Nine touchdown passes on the season, just one pick. Fourth in the country right now in pass efficiency. So both of our Pinckneys are kind of having a homecoming because Sam came from Georgia State. Now Trey's going back to Atlanta. So we've kind of got two Pinckneys wanting to play well in Atlanta this weekend. Joe. Well, we, we, we actually got three Pinckneys on the team. The other one plays safety, and we lost him, unfortunately, in the in the Army game. We got three Pinckneys, but two of them are going home. So, yeah. So instead of Trey Pinckney, we had Trace Pinckneys. Oh, well, that's not allowed. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. This is what I do that, on the podcast. Yeah, that's that's what you do. My that's job. What, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> dad, dad, dad joke. Dad joke. All right. Just because you didn't think of it. Dad that's why you call joke. it a dad joke. Oh, yeah. Lord. Don't downplay well, hey, my talent, TD. The one thing I will say this is if I speak, speak of special teams, is let me let Teal Nation know this. If you haven't realized this, go look at our special teams roster, whether it's your punter, our place kicker. Our holder, our snapper, our kickoff return, they're all freshmen, redshirt freshmen, or sophomores. Why does that matter? They're, we're netting the, one of the highest hold-to-return-to-punt ratios in the country. So, in a way of saying is, we're keeping the defense 40-plus yards downfield every time we're punting the ball roughly. It's like 38 or 39 yards net. After that is outstanding, the fact that there's a freshman snapper, a freshman punter, right? We're 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 definitely better on extra points. We're more consistent this year. I mean, you know, McDoom, the McDoom bringing the McBoom. You know, he's he's already returned some magic for us. So I wanted to curse. I, I even had to dig down deep. I'll say this real quick on this last game. I've had to recalibrate myself that. We are young, but, man, we are very, very talented. And these kids are just going to grow up in front of you. And these three games, as challenging as they look to watch, because we've been – and I think this is a great moment. This is what I want to bring up tonight just really quick. It's a great moment to reflect back over the last two years and understand how talented, how experienced we were and where we can get back. We're just right on that fate. We're, y'all, we're, we, we, we're not – we didn't take a step back. We're just bringing that young talent along into this structure, into this program, and into this culture. You just you got to be there for them. You got to cheer for them. And if you don't believe how good we are, go look at the NFL right now and the kids that are starting to play more, right? And that's a that's a quick little plug for CJ Brewer and Teron Jackson. You know, last night. If you don't think they're not good enough, just just give them time, man. I've had to even do it. These guys have heard me text and oh, I get. But they're growing up in front of our eyes, gentlemen. I would, I, I'd love to get y'all's thoughts on that. But they're literally growing up in front of our eyes. I've, I've got one. I've, I've right. got one quick thought told to me by someone very close to the 
to the program the other night. And he told me, I don't know if this is verbatim. I'll probably paraphrase this a little bit. He said, if you're going to get coastal, you better try to do it this year. Yep. Not saying that you're going to, but exactly if you're going to do it, you, you better try to do it this year. That's exactly what I was going to say. I work with an App State person and they're you know being App State TD, as you know, a while ago. But my message to people right now is if you're going to beat us, this is the year you should do it because you might not get it next couple of years. Exactly. Bingo. Let's meet Georgia State TD. Let's like, bring him on down. You're the next one on the prices, right? Come on. So, TD Info Joe, Georgia State was founded in 1913. It is the largest institution of higher ed in Georgia. For the second week in a row, we're playing the biggest college in their respective state. By the way, I forgot to mention we are now officially, after uh, last Saturday, the New York State champions. Um, other names for the school over its history have been the Georgia Tech Evening School of Commerce. TD, you remember that? The Atlanta Division of the University of Georgia, Georgia State College of Business Administration, and Georgia State College until it became what we know as Georgia State University. Their first year of football was 2010. Uh, Joe, who was the head coach? Bill Curry. Oh, correct. Bill Curry, yeah. Good yeah, job, yeah, TD. Yeah. You missed that one. Um, famous graduates. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even get asked. <laughs> yeah, too late. Famous grads include Joe, Julia Roberts. Uh-huh. Right on the tip of my tongue. Had, had that one all the way. <laughs> TD, the rapper Ludacris, who's almost as good as I am at spitting rhymes and flowing like I do. Um, WWE Ooh. diva Lita. Well-remembered. And Joe, I know you're going to get this one. I remember this dude fondly from my childhood. Country music singer, country music singer Ray Stevens. Oh yeah, no doubt. Hey, there's uh, another one. Chili, there's another one. I, I, I have to do it. Good go friend ahead. of ours, the city administrator here in Conway, out of memory. Also, a very proud Shauna Clear fan, but also a Georgia State alum as well. He saw the light clearly. Um, when I was looking through <laughs> Wikipedia tr- or whatever, trying to find out some famous football players from Georgia State, the quest came up empty. So let's Aww. go to this. Georgia State is the only team who is winless in the Sun Belt Conference. They lost to the Gamecocks 35-14, Tar Heels 35-28, and Charlotte 42-41 by the numbers, guys. Georgia State puts up a lot of yardage but they also give up a lot of yardage. Um, They've given up almost 1,000 yards of passing offense to date. And also one more stat I just want to throw out just in general is uh, so far Georgia State is actually losing the time of possession battle against all their opponents on the average so far. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So what I hear is we got a lot of opportunity out there. Joe I feel like, Joe, if you're thinking that Grayson McCall is flying under the radar, so to speak, and I, I agree 100%, I get what you're saying. Um, with us playing on ESPN2 now instead of ESPNU, you got a little bit better audience. Maybe Grayson is like, it's time to take the top off this thing and let's throw it around because I, if I'm a QB like Grayson, I'm licking my chop at what I saw against uh, Charlotte this past Saturday. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you and I, I think we were texting – during that game, it, it was like, boy, they can't slow Charlotte down. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of unusual, kind of crazy to watch. I mean, the Charlotte kind of did what they wanted to do. 
they got in rhythm, got in a roll. That quarterback looked good. Like TD said at the outset of our podcast tonight, it was like he had time to throw. I, I don't, you know, he, he had <laughs> it seemingly a long time to throw. And then he would he could go down the field. He could make deep throws, you know, and he and he had had good velocity on the ball. So yeah, I mean, if I'm Grayson, I'm I'm this offense, I'm thinking, hey, I think you know, we, we've got a chance to move this football against this team. You know, coming up in this ball game on on ESPN yeah. and on the uh, Shawnee Clear Sports Radio Network, by the way, beginning at uh, six o'clock airtime. They, they yeah. give up thirty seven points a game. You know, four hundred twenty five yards total offense. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, like also TD said, they lost some key defenders. Yeah, you know, they lost a heartbeat of their defense. Hate it. You know, hate hate it for the young man. Hate it for anybody that gets hurt. So, we'll see. You know, I think we got to get off to a good start. Can't turn the ball over, but hey, you know. We've not well, lost there. We're we're two and zero at uh, we're two and zero at Turner Field, Center Park well, Stadium. Keep, Turner Field. Let's, let's, Say it, Joe. It's Turner, Turner Field. Field. I, I just did. Turner, <laughs> yeah. Let's keep it going. Let's make it three. You know, so same thing. You know, some similar things that I saw was you know basically Charlotte went all Georgia Southern on Alabama a few years ago. You know they they ran they ran through them like chicken poop to a tin horn. Man, they couldn't stop them, and. Uh, I, I didn't say it, Tilly. I didn't say it, man. I, I, I was trying it. to get it. I was trying I was to get saying. it. <laughs> oh, I actually man. dropped so, it. He said chicken poop, and I dropped it. Yeah. So here's <laughs> here's what I saw in, in watching the film. Interesting enough, they had – I find it interesting. Two things real quick was, one, normally on YouTube, they pop out within about 24 hours, 48 hours, they pop out the uh, – on YouTube, like the game footage, right? The highlight version and then typically the longer – the, the the, the snap, you know, the bell-to-bell version, if you will. It's not on there. So I had to watch North Carolina and South Carolina for them. And uh, so what I saw was defense. We lost, we talked about Carroll, 42-middle linebacker. He's captain their defense. He's out for the year now with the Achilles. Georgia State's defense, we'll start there first. They're always athletic. They've always, like, ever since Sean Ellie got there, they're very athletic and they are very aggressive. Something that we've implemented this year that Joe and Chili and I were talking about via text thread. One, one concept that we've implemented this year with Grayson that we did not do the previous three or four years with Jamie calling the offense were mini screens. And I think because of that, the last couple of years, we're getting defenses creeping up more and more of the run. So we're going just slightly over top with some mini screens. So with regards to this defense being aggressive, being athletic, they're going to do a lot of man tight press coverage. They love being on a, on an island. That's that mentality of mano y mano, one on one. I got my guy. I'm locking him down. But that didn't last last week. That didn't. That you could have the best athletes in the secondary, but if that front four, five, six, or seven can't make any pressure, then you can't do anything. So on defense, that's that's what I saw. The player look. There's going to be a lot of man free here. A lot of one on one coverages. What does that mean? Joe Chili, y'all know. That means there's going to be a lot of numbers facing backwards. So if you run screens, you run some crossing routes, you run some quick error routes, some things in the middle third of the field, you're going to catch these guys for big gains. You're going to create big plays. Offensively, for us, you know, we got to utilize the tight end as much as possible. We've got to convert, no drop passes, utilize the screens, control the line of scrimmage, and take the top off the middle of the field as far as with Grayson and our receivers. Get around the edge. Um, we have struggled to really early in games, and and Joe, I think y'all might have you might have some stats on this, but we we last two three years we've averaged like three or four yards on first down with our, you know, our a gap 
uh, reads. It, it's it's kind of abysmal this year. It's like maybe one yard, maybe two yards. We've got to establish the line of scrimmage. Our offensive line has got to establish the line of scrimmage because you've already got a defense that's going to be on its heels due to inexperience and a defensive line that are, has already shown two out of the last three weeks that at times they can get pressure, but most times they cannot. Versus South Carolina, really, towards the end of that game, and obviously with Charlotte. But um, defensively for us, something we couldn't do last year, save our life to the very end of the year. We're doing like two or three times a game, takeaways. We got to get a bunch of takeaways again. But when we get them, we got to convert them. Subsequently, on offense, we can't give them up. Um, so, you know, there's schematically, you know, I remember looking, if I remember correctly, schematically, Joe Chili helped me out here. If I remember correctly, they're a 3 4. Yeah, I've seen the teams go to a three four, and it's it's it, but it's it's almost like a you know what it almost looks like call me crazy it almost looks like a three five or the old four four defense from like the eighties when people used to want to stop the true veer, but they're using three down linemen and really like an umbrella five where you've got your Will Sam and Mike, but then you got those two Spurs or Panthers whatever they're calling them, and they're legitimately putting eight to nine guys in the box. If that happens this week, we have got to go behind them with screens. We've got to go behind them with slants and ends and digs. We've got to attack the middle third of the field because then that will spread them out so that way we can get some guys off the tackle a little better. But um, some things we've already touched on through the podcast already. It, it's, it, you know, you get to the fourth game of the season, you know what you got to do offensively. Hold on to the ball, make pass completions, matriculate the ball down the field. You know, Thanks, Stram said it best. Thanks, Stram said it best. But that's just it, man. We've got to take advantage of their aggressiveness because that crowd gets mounted. Trap. Hey, fifty-six drop power trap. That's right. That's right. Well, that's how we beat Buffalo. That's how we beat Buffalo. That's how we beat Buffalo. That just sneaking CJ out, a little dump off screen kind of. If that really was a screen or just kind of, you know, just your little dump off to get the pursuit up the field, you go right in behind them. Whoop! Fifty-nine yards later, we're kicking an extra point, winning the game. So it's on film though now, Joe. And now, now they got to yeah. think about it. It's on film now, and that's something they have they have not prepared for when it comes to Coastal's offense, you know, concepts, right? I mean, you hey, you've been at these away games, and our offense, you know, your offense should carry, but sometimes you have to change it up. But this is a team right now that I could see is either going to be one of two ways. At times, they're going to be overly aggressive on defense, and all it's going to take is to burn them a few times, and they're going to get very conservative. And when they get very conservative, they're going to get frustrated. When they get frustrated, you're going to start seeing. So this is where I was going with this. Thank you for teeing that up. I text you about Sean Elliott. That's your boy. You love him. I've met him. He's a good dude. But if anybody listens to this before Thursday, which you will, hopefully by tomorrow, which will be Wednesday, go watch his press conference after that last game. My man was lit like a firecracker about attitude, effort, and execution for his team. And that is something a Sean Elliott coach team usually does not have to worry about. Very un uncharacteristic of their team. Yeah, and just kind of go along with what you guys said. I went to the ESPN site that kind of chronicles like conference comparisons and who they rank them by, you know, offense, defense, special teams. And just I don't want to maybe put this out there to build any false confidence, but here's something that's a number that's kind of telling, or a couple of numbers are kind of telling about Georgia State's defense. Um, they rank either last or dead last in about five different defensive categories going across the board in the conference. For example, no one except Monroe has given up more points in Louisiana than Georgia State. Um, 
They've given up the most passing yards. By the way, we've given up the second most passing yards in the conference so far. Um, excuse me, most total yards. Those kind of defensive stats are kind of leaping out at me. Uh, by comparison in the rest of the conference, Georgia State offensively is kind of middle of the pack when it comes to just things like I was just saying for defensive stats, but on the offensive side of the ball, they're middle of the pack when it comes to stuff like that. So I'm I'm kind of feeling like early on this could be one of those shootout kind of games and things things kind of settle down. Whoever can string together a couple or three stops on defense might be the one who wins that game Thursday night. One stat that jumps out at me for them, 84 penalty yards a game. That's a there lot. There you go. That's a lot. That's a lot. Hard, hard to win when you're, you know, shooting yourself in the foot. 84 a game. You know, by contrast, my chart out here, my handy dandy, we have four, we, we average about 44. So, that you can live with. And, that, and that's high for us. That, that, yeah, that kind of is. I mean, it's kind of, you know, that's. That's still that's a good number though. Forty four is not bad. That's hey, about Joe, four or five penalties game. That's not bad. Did we get any idea about how the O line graded out that last game? Any any feedback on that? Not yet. Not yet. I would okay. I would probably say fairly well. A lot better than Gardner Webb. I'll put it to you that way. A lot better. Good. Well, what we touched on too, gentlemen, is you go from Army who didn't pass it and Gardner Webb who loved to throw it. Buffalo who was in the middle. So if you think of it this way, yeah, those teams are what they are, but we got three unique concepts. We didn't get vanilla Manila going into the whole, we're going to hand it off to our best tailback, going around the corner. We're going to, you know, dump it off here and hit a fly. And I'm not taking anything away from the offense we're going to see, but we saw three distinctly different concepts of offense in three consecutive games. Whereas you get to a Georgia Southern, a Troy, and a half, there's going to be about 75% of those offenses or more that are very similar. It's just the athletes and the execution within those con offensive concepts. Would you all agree or disagree? Yes. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Georgia State next week goes to Army, by the way. A little tip. Yeah, I'll share that with you. Yeah, that'll be interesting for them. So interesting. All right, guys. We're good to the. Uh, the wrap-up fun that TJ, TD looks forward to every week? Oh, TD, I got a good question for you this week. His favorite subject. All right, the end of our show is brought to you by – hey, uh, TD, real quick. How is your lawn looking this year? Joe, is your grass as green as you would like? Well, since the beginning of this football season, Georgia State has given up more yards than anyone else and would love to give you yardage that you want. There's no limit to the ground you'll gain when you use Georgia State Lawn Care. They'll have your yard growing and snacking on 50 burgers right afterwards. That's Georgia State Lawn Care. Call them today for a free estimate and probably lots and lots of free yardage. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he gets better with these every week. Every week, man. Every week. Congratulations, Every. by the way, to our tailgater of the week, Brandon Hinch. When he shares that video, guys, he sent it to me via um, direct message on Twitter. He's going to share it out. Today is Tuesday the 20th. He's going to share it tonight. Um, I have not seen a buffet at a tailgate like I've seen from Brandon, and he shared that video. He just took his phone or his camera or whatever and just kind of went down the buffet. When y'all see that, you'll, you'll get hungry. So congrats to Brandon Hinch for being our tailgater of the week. 
Um, our three, we had three, uh, excuse me, Twitter polls this week. Let me pull them up real quick. TD, you had one you wanted to be asked about the uh, brunch cocktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that turn out? So pulling it up now, brunch cocktail. And we had one about the, um, since we were playing Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wing versus Hooters. And then we actually had one that was somewhat serious about if the Sunbelt East broke off and added a team, who would you want? So the first one, TD, uh, about the brunch cocktail, that one was between Bloody Mary, Mimosa, and Irish Coffee. Your winner in that one with 52% of the vote was Mimosa. There we go. So uh, between Hooters and Buffalo Wild Wing, Hooters won by two-thirds of the vote there. As they should. The, the big hooter. The big hooter. <laughs> we got to make that stick somehow. Um, and then the last one, which was our biggest vote getter, and I didn't think I didn't see it going this way. So I gave four random choices. I, I tried to pick it as geographic as possible, while also trying to pick a good quality team. That if we were to take the East and break it off, add a team, who would you want? So I had four choices. I had Liberty, Charlotte, Memphis, and East Carolina. And the winner was 74% of the vote. You guys got one on this? I go East Carolina. I think I went. I think did I go ECU? I think I did. I think I went ECU. ECU won going away with 74% of the vote on that Twitter poll this week. Hmm. Uh, Strut Nation, the, by the time you hear this, the new poll will be out. I don't have one ready for us right now, fellas, to uh, – to share out via the broadcast here. But by the time people hear this, the Twitter poll will be out. So I ask for your patience. I had to write that amazing commercial. So I do get some time guys to be creative and, you know, this, this is a fair point, write my raps, whatnot. TD, it's your time to shine. Hey, real quick, though. Oh, don't delay it. Don't delay it. No, no, I am You're delayed. taking a knee hey, Joe, already. Joe, that Joe, Joe, I want to, I want to, I saw a Twitter poll through big game. Was it no TNT football? Where that's they a good follow, about, by the way. That's a good Twitter follow. follow. Yeah, he's, good he's a good follow. guy. So he he threw up the same kind of poll, right? What I when some of the same teams where they were talking about Memphis, Liberty, UTSA, North Texas, East Carolina, FAU. Are those teams that were Western Carolina and Middle Tennessee? Are those teams like if you can take two to four, right? Because you have to do them in pairs. Who would you take? I tell you what, you add a UTSA and an East Carolina to the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Woo. Now, like now, that would be. Now I'm interested. I'm really interested in Western Kentucky. I'm not interested in Middle Tennessee. I'm not interested in Memphis. I'm not interested in FIU or FAU. UTSA and East Carolina. Those two are good brands, regional, because then you could tie in Texas State would be happier. Now you got another Texas school. It gets us down further in Texas for recruiting too. You have a travel partner there. Boys, if we if 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 we have to expand again, yeah. That's not it. That's not a bad combo right there. East Carolina UTSA. Just overthought. Oh, by the way, random thought flat to end on. For any Gamecock fans that are listening to this. Here's a little uh, PSA for you. In 2025, here's your non-conference schedule. North Carolina, Clemson, App State, 
no, excuse me, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Clemson, App State, and Coastal. By that time, y'all probably would have fired Shane Beamer. So you're going to go through a whole nother coaching regime change. Maybe That's two. Be real fun. Maybe two. <laughs> like we're going to hurt. Maybe two. It's all the right time. It's all the right time in 2025. 2025 is the time. Right there. Going back. We're Feel going alive back. in 25. TD, here's Feel your alive. trivia. You have killed uh, enough time. TD, here's right. your trivia question. <sighs> Look at him. Joe, we got to isolate him. I still believe that just his face in the stands, like give him some TD hold up in the student section when people kick in field goals, hold his face up, or he put it on the, the video I'm, board. I'm already I'm already giving the, the surrender. The, the what is it the surrender cobra whatever it's called <laughs> <laughs> td coastal has started three and oh for three consecutive seasons now before the 2020 season when was the last three and oh start the last three and oh start the last three and oh start wait a minute. three consecutive years of being three and oh no prior to the first year we went out of those three. So we went three and oh for 2020, 2021, and this year 2022. Yeah. Right. So when was when the last, was the time, last we time that we went three and oh for three consecutive years? Oh. The last season we went three and oh. Oh, the last season we went three and oh. Before the twenty twenty season. Oh, before the twenty twenty season. Um oh um wasn't that Alex Ross's year that we made it back to the quarterfinals the second time? So that was 2014, 13? Or was it my – no, the year we went 10-1, and one, we lost Newberry in the second game. The year we were 9-2. and two. Joe, like a disappointed school teacher right now. No, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not far off. I'm not far off here. You you weren't far off with your first – thought uh, it was it was 13 and 14 because i mean we went like 12 and 2 at those years or 11 and 3 was it is it am, am i confusing 12 13 for 13 14 mm-hmm. i uh, think you're just confused yeah. in general it was 14 <laughs> all right you, you got to give me something what is the what is the all right what is the year we went to i swear when we went to north coast state First or second time, man. We we went three and zero that year. I'm gonna go thirteen. I'm gonna go thirteen. Joe, you doing what? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Correct. Oh man. We began the year at Furman thirty eight thirty five at SC State forty one fourteen, and then at home against Western Illinois thirty four twenty seven. Which was the first game, by the way, on the surf turf. It was the first game on the surf turf, and the Western Illinois. Surf turf special. Mascot, the the Western Illinois mascot are Leathernecks. The Leathernecks. The Leathernecks. Twenty fifteen was the year that twenty fifteen was the year that we got to number one in the country for a few weeks, that, and then uh, that was that that was the year, right? We went back North Coast. No, because no, we 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 lost to uh, we lost to uh, Charleston Southern, and then we, then we got oh, then, no. then we got beat by the Citadel in the first round of the playoffs. Oh my oh, God! God, yeah. yeah. I, I hate That's to bring right. up those good memories. I was actually having a happy one, Joe, until you did that. That's okay, because that Citadel crowd that was talking a lot of smack coming back what, two years ago or a year ago, talking about it's just the same old coast, and we rolled them up for 48-plus points. Yeah, that was, 52, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> we hung a fifty burger on those boys. Yeah, yeah. Send them right back down packing to the checkered courtyard. All right, but, Joe. All right, let's wrap it up, Chili. What you got? It's time for plugs, Joe. Time Hit us. Plugs. What you got? All right, the Shawna Clear Sports Radio Network on the air from Atlanta and Turner uh, Center Park Stadium will be at six o'clock. You can hear our coverage beginning then on the Hot Talk 99.5, as well as our affiliates in Florence and Lake City. You can check out my Facebook page or Twitter feed at Cash and J68. I'll have all that information there. The Coach Chadwell radio show is Wednesday nights. So I'm hoping if this thing drops on Wednesday, we get this thing out on Wednesday, we'll have the Coach Chadwell radio show on the road from our team hotel beginning at 7 o'clock. Uh, on WRNN, uh, WRNN.net, if you want to listen to it that way. So, uh, Coach Chadwell Radio Show, taking it on the air. And then, of course, our game broadcast Thursday night, 6 o'clock. Uh, and then we'll have complete coverage of the game. Joe, for people who listen to the strut and do the Coach Chadwell Radio Show, can you verify whether Coach Chadwell will bring a Nintendo with him to Atlanta? <laughs> I told him to put it in his suitcase. We'll see if he does or not. <laughs> oh, TD, hey. plug, what you got, TD? Hey, make sure we remind them. Uh, it's a, um, it's an ESPN. It's a linear. It's still on a linear channel, but it's moved from ESPN U to ESPN Two. So right. we're not on the Ocho. We're not on the Ocho. We're not on the U. We're on the Deuce. TD. Hopefully, we're. Hopefully, we're taking people. Deuce. Where can people on watch Georgia you State. argue with fans on social <laughs> media? TD. Where can they watch you argue uh, with fans? Look. I'm not arguing nobody, man. They brought the funk, so I just brought it back. Okay. Uh, TR underscore Danley uh, on Twitter. And then, of course, you can find us at the Strut Podcast. But, again, that was a shameless joke on the old taking a deuce on the Georgia State Panthers. But that was, I like that was pretty bad. I nice. think it's funny. <laughs> uh, you can catch us uh, at the Strut Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Go to Facebook, type in the Strut Podcast to get to our Facebook page. Do the same thing when you get to YouTube, type the Strut Podcast and click subscribe for our show videos that get uploaded. You can watch TD and you know, screenshot his face and just plaster it all over the city of Conway on game day. We'll have TD. When's your birthday, TD? We should just do it then. I'll look it up. My, bir um, my birthday is, 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 it falls about every fourth year, falls during a great week. Thanksgiving. That's all I'm going to give you. Nice. I got married on Thanksgiving, TD. You strike me as a man that likes turkey. Did you really? Because I got married Thanksgiving weekend too. Our, our anniversary is the twenty fourth. This should be 27th. on Thanksgiving. Yeah, twenty seventh for us. Yeah, we decided uh, to get married June first in the middle of friggin' summer in South Carolina. It was hotter than forty hells out there. Oh wait, Joe. Uh oh, look out! <laughs> look out! <laughs> I knew I was going to get him tonight. You got him. Um, you can catch the Strut Podcast on uh, our blog site, thestrutpodcast.wordpress.com. TD's going to start putting his diary, which would be basically nothing but a bunch of cuss words bleeped Ooh. out so you can't read it. Um, what else? Oh, Ooh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Um, shut up a second. We've got a walk through CCU football. Volume 2 drops September 26th at high noon, Joe, Monday at 12. On the 26th, volume two. TD, do you want to tell them who it is? I, you got my, you see my guns? You said high noon. I was going to go. That's doo, right. Because you did so well at trivia tonight, TD. You can tell them who we have. We have Coach <laughs> Joseph Moglia. Joey coming to you live. Joe, Joey Football coming to you. Uh, that's going to drop. That's going to be an awesome, another awesome one. And we, we're lining up some former players and some more. We're, we're lining that up now. 
Hey, I'd be remiss if I didn't say uh, a special thank you to Dr. Scott Ross and his wife, Kelly. Uh, one, one of my physicians at, uh, at CMC, I, I, he didn't know I was going to do this, but he became a Coastal fan when he came down here. Uh, and, and for two years, he's had season tickets, hadn't missed a game. And uh, he listens to the podcast every time we drop it, no matter what we drop. And just want to say thank you to Dr. Ross and, and his wife, Kelly, for becoming Shauna Clear fans and, and, and being advocates for the for the university and their and their son goes there too and joe you'll love this their uh their oldest son um is also a veteran after he came back of serving Good. he's he's now he's now enrolled at the university so um that's awesome very very, yeah, service. Very, very very proud of that family and that service so kelly dr ross thank y'all thank you very much teal nation and strut nation we will see you next week it'll be a bye week so, kind of, uh, and it's a bye week next week, right? Not really. I no, mean, we'll, man, we'll, we'll, we got Georgia week. Southern. It's Georgia no, 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 Southern you're right. week next week. We've got oh Thursday God, game, chilly. and then we got the Saturday. Yeah, we Listen, got a, a mini bye coming up. Have you, chilly. TD? Have this you is your heard? lather game, TD? This, this is oh, your lather up game. Yeah, I know. Listen, I may have to just, uh, you know, take some extra time. I'm, I'm glad we got nine days, I guess, or ten days before the Georgia Southern. Um. I don't know what I'm going to call it just yet. I know oh, yeah, the name six. of the game is Super Bowl too. I know that, but um, we will be getting ready for Georgia Southern. I can promise you that. Hey, Joe, real quick, Chili, real quick, real fast, rapid fire. What is your lather game? Mine is App State. Chili's is Joe is Georgia Southern. Joe, what is your? your I'm lather not, I don't. Game? I don't know. I, I got to think about that one. Honestly. So, think. TD, yeah, give, this, give me week's week, question, uh, this week's Twitter poll is going to be, what is Joe's lather game? What, what what game should Joe Cashin get lathered up pick. for and put in there? Y'all pick four. four tell me. Give me four, okay? I'm give, four give, give four one. options. I'll give, tell you what it used to be, but we don't have them on the schedule anymore. But, you it's, know. It's Liberty. Oh, yeah, no question. Yeah. L Liberty. Yeah. We will, though, but that's a good one. Georgia Southern for you. App State for me. Poll question. Which TB, one TBA for me. TBA. That's we'll right. See. All right, guys. We'll <laughs> see you next week. Shots up. Go shots. There you have it, Strut Nation, Teal Nation. Another beautifully successful episode of the Strut. So, Please make sure you check us out on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at The Strut Podcast. Go to Facebook, type in The Strut Podcast, and you can find our Facebook page. Also, go to YouTube, type in The Strut Podcast, click subscribe. Check out our videos from these episodes that we're doing. TheStrutPodcast.wordpress.com for our blog site. We're updating that blog maybe once, twice a week, just depending on really, honestly, how often we can get through it. So don't forget to check out your shots on ESPN2 this Thursday night at Georgia State. Hope to see you soon. Hope you listen next week when we'll hopefully talk about another Shawnee Clear victory. Thanks for listening. Shots up.